Hi everyone, welcome to Conspiracy Crimes and Cannabis. I'm your host Chris, and this is my co-host, my wife Jessica. Hi. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Lazy Sunday. This is currently our fifth our one. Our 18th million Lazy Sunday in a row. Exactly. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for, thank you for tuning in to our 18 millionth. This is a huge milestone for us. Um, no, this is episode five, so we're not that far in, but we are on episode 19 in total, so we're getting there, guys. We're getting to 20, we're, which means we're getting to 50, which means we're getting to 100, which in the end also means we're getting to 1,000, so that's the ultimate goal, right? I thought our goal was 1,001, but we could settle yeah, for 1,000. I forgot we wanted that extra one. We wanted to get in the Guinness book of most podcasts. Is that is there a thing like that? You know what? Let's check that right now. I'm going to look up podcast Guinness World Records. Record of the day podcast. GuinnessWorldRecords.com. Every day are... Wait. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a podcast that they have. Okay. Of the Guinness World Records? One... Okay. I'm trying to find longest podcast. Like live or... Longest running movie podcast... That's the only one. And then the next thing that pops up is longest fumble in a Madden video game. That's not what I was looking at for. Somebody was fumbling. Well, the longest uh, running movie podcast is Film Junk. It's been running for 16 years. And this huh. was, and that was on 6th of January, 2021. So that means it's been 18 years. Wow. Pretty crazy. Film Junk described their podcast as a movie news, reviews, and commentary show, all presented with an honest, fun-loving, and sarcastic edge. Regular hosts Sean, Jay, and Frank, all Canada. That's what it says, all Canada. They Why are not the, all? They, they are Canada? Yeah, they are the civil union of Canada. Yeah, they're not Canadian. They are all Canada. Just the three of them, Sean, Jay, and Frank. And they are often joined by friends to talk about the latest and greatest news in the world of film and sometimes go off on tangents about how to collect physical media and the proper way to pronounce movie titles. I just what went on fuck? a fucking tangent about this podcast that I've never even heard of. It could suck, guys. Just because it's long running doesn't mean it's good. I wish It's we... probably not. I'm not saying it's bad. Sorry to film junk. Sorry to Canada, all of three of them. I think Canada's great. We should go there. Eventually. I want to go to Canada. Let's live there. I would live there. Also, I wish we had a camera right now so it could pan in to Chris's weird, uneven socks. Oh, yeah. The toe I is do have... completely to the left side of his foot. It's not even... What? What are you talking about? My toe is to the left side of my foot. The toe of the sock. Oh, yeah. I have it on completely wrong. My feet were just freezing cold, man. I had to get some Looks socks on those bad boys. Well, guys, if you're new here, normally we don't go into a such a long talk about random shit this early into the episode, but if you're new here, guys, welcome to Lazy Sunday. So this is our bonus show where every Sunday I go over different stories throughout the week. Uh, this time I got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine stories to talk about this week, so we're probably going to have a longer episode. This one's actually probably going to come out on Monday because we're recording this on Sunday. I was hoping to get it edited tonight, but nine stories? Man, I had like five last time and it ended up being like 40 minutes, so uh-oh. Eh, I have Whoa. to go through this one a little quickly. I'm not trying to have a two-hour bonus episode. 
A two-hour bonus Jonas. If you are new, like I was saying, uh, we put up episodes every Sunday, a bonus Lazy Sunday episode, and we put out a main series episode every Wednesday, and this Wednesday we're starting our Annalise McKell series, and then we're going into our Barney and Betty Hill series, which... That one I'm honestly a little more excited for than than the Annalise McKell. That shit's so interesting. It's because the Annalise McKell one is scary, and you can't really listen to the audio tapes without... Well, there's actually some pretty creepy audio tapes of the Betty and Barney Hill, because they got hypnotized, and their hypnosis sessions are all available for to listen, and we're actually going to play some of that, and man, it's freaky. So that that's an alien abduction case, and Annalise McKell is an exorcism case. Actually, 67 exorcisms on a single person. Uh, we'll get into all that on Wednesday, but uh, I keep saying if you're new here because you never know, but we like to smoke weed before we get into either our case or our story or our stories if it's a lazy Sunday. So we're just going to go ahead and do that. Uh, we got some black diamond bud loaded up that's what it's called right black diamond it's by west coast trading company it's called well the lineage i'll explain the lineage Yeah, there we go it's blackberry and diamond og creating black diamond it's an indica dominant and the total thc is 24 percent well there we go 24 flat 24.45 percent uh so it rounds down to 24 it's Honestly, I kind of like um, this brand. It's kind of nice, even though it is dry, but... Yeah, we, every every episode we complain about how our weed is dry. We should just shut the fuck up. We chose to live in the desert. Actually, no, we didn't. We I didn't really choose didn't. at all. We I didn't really didn't. At all. <laughs> I, would, I actually want to get out here so bad. If I could choose anywhere, it wouldn't be here. Prob- I completely agree. I want to go to like Oregon or something or Washington or, or I, Oklahoma. I'd go to Oklahoma, man. It's... Kind of rare when you find a person that is out here by choice. Usually yeah. I hear it's because my family's out here. I have a job out here. Yeah, we live in the middle of nowhere. It's like, how do you, how do you, like, I don't get people that choose to move to the middle of nowhere from like a totally different state. Like, how do you even find out about this place? It's got to be for work. That's like the only logical reason to move to the middle of the, nowhere, right? The biggest thing for people back then was air quality. And we have the greatest air quality i can't complain about that it's immaculate whatever but all right well we got the bud loaded up the black diamond like jess was talking about a second ago so it's already in the uh in the bong ready to go but i'm gonna take the grinder and smell it because i kind of remember honestly i if i remember i didn't like the way this one smelled i'm trying to remember but it doesn't always mean it's a bad thing Mm -hmm. you know it, it could taste different than it smells usually not but you gotta be hopeful, right? It is what it is. It smells a lot better when it's ground up, actually. It's, I think it has something to do with the bag it's in. It had this weird, like, funky smell to it that I'm not a big fan of when weed tastes. It has that, like, well, I kind of like it. That, like, weird, danky gas. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm just being picky. At the end of the day... I'm just really grateful that I only paid $5 for 3.5. <laughs> yeah, this is a $5.8. This is a deal we have going on at our dispensary. <laughs> our dispensary, for some reason, just always has like crazy deals going on. They had $5 hush carts. Like. All right. Well, the bowl's packed and everything. It's, it smells better than I remember. Let's see how it tastes. 
All right. Cheers. Hmm. That's pretty good, actually. You like it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, it's like the same thing where it always it always tastes the same in the sense of like you always taste the plant and the flower. Maybe unless you're getting some like really crazy bud. Um, I never really go for high end bud, honestly. It's just not my thing. To me, it's a waste of money. <clears throat> but I mean, it's not I a waste. I think high end wax would be something to definitely put your money towards. I think to me, is it's carts. You don't want low-end carts they're just harsh they're made with shitty distillate oil you don't want to do that it's, you never want to smoke street carts even street bud now it's not safe but definitely don't smoke street carts if you guys are out there smoking on that fucking piss cart, oh just don't do it you gotta do what you gotta do we've all been there well maybe chris hasn't but i've for sure been there and you know what it's hard so don't, I just you know, had don't friends that it. were able to get it for me. Don't knock it till you try it. I had friends that had parents that could get it for me before I got my med card at eighteen. So it's, I yeah, I never really had to get street. Not that I never did. I did sometimes, but I always got anxious when I smoked it. I would just trick myself into thinking something was wrong with it because it's from the street specifically. All right. Well, let me just take my last hit of this bong, and then we'll you get. You just in- took a hit. It's my hit. Oh, it's your hit. Oh, sorry. We got in a tangent, and I forgot. I'm also gonna crack open a nice cold one. All right. Bowl is smoked. This strain was pretty good. I liked it. I did not like the smell of it in the bag, but I didn't mind it as much when I smoked it for sure. All right. Well, we got a lot of stories to get into this week, so let's just start off. Let's see. Who are we? Starting off with, okay, so this is from the New York Post, and actually, you're the you gave me this one. So a rising TikTok star has a stunned fans uh, when she came out and told everyone that she and her husband are related by blood, uh, and she only learned that they were family as she was pregnant with his child. Uh, you sent me this one. It's crazy because it's like. That one scene in Joe Dirt where he finds out that that's his sister. How have you been married that long and you have no idea that, like, I mean, there has to be some similarities between them that are more than just coincidental, you know? At some point, you'd have to think, like, I don't know. Well, I just don't even know how you don't know that already. That's just the thing. If they were, like, separated at birth or whatever, and then they both were, like... Well, they're not siblings. They're not siblings. They... uh, I'll get into it. So, her name is Marcella Hill. She has almost 300,000 followers on TikTok, and she gives health advice videos. And this was posted last week. Uh, So, she said, quote, So, I've never told anyone publicly that I accidentally married my cousin. Uh, She's from Utah. And, uh... She went on to explain that when she was pregnant is when she made the discovery, uh, when she was looking at her family tree to find an ancestor to name their baby. That's ridiculous. So the quote on the video, she said, quote, I was like, oh, look, grandpa's name, grandma's name, great grandma's name, great great grandma's name. And she said, my husband was next to me on his own family search and was like, oh, that's funny. We have the same grandma and grandpa's names. So he calls his grandma and I call my grandpa and we ask them if they know each other and sure enough, sure. 
So that's what she said. It seems like this was a setup. Like she intentionally married him. I t- that's so weird. Why? Like what? What the fuck makes because you think th- that? There's no way. I, there's really no way. Okay, I come. I completely. Uh, that's her cousin, and she never knew that was her cousin. You're f- you're a lie. He's been at family reunions, I'm sure, and she just never paid attention. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's weird for sure. I don't, I don't fully get it. And like, if that's your grandparents, like, uh, aren't they gonna at some point mention your cousins? Like, I yeah, I don't know. So they and turned out to be third cousins, and uh, over time, the couple has come to accept it, and they're still married. And uh, they even, this is why I say this is purposefully done. She even claims there are benefits to being related to her spouse. Uh, so I, I don't know what the benefits are, but what she says... What kind of fucking backwoods Alabama fucking... Utah. Mormons. It's the Mormons. We just need to destroy the state altogether. That, Florida, Texas, they all could go. So she said, quote, We have won a prize for being the closest related in a neighborhood activity. And when I go to my family reunion, he gets to go to his two at the same time. I guess that's the benefits. Okay, Jesus Christ. So she shared a second video saying that her and her husband, they were married in a small uh, ceremony at a local courthouse. So there was never any prior occasion for them to make the familial connection. I don't believe that. I mean, I, like, I, the explanation I really makes sense. It's just that. still crazy to me. I, I get it, but it's still crazy and weird. It's weirder to me that they're still together. I just, but... I don't know. She's I don't carrying know. the child. I mean, Paul Rudd's parents are second cousins. At least they're third and, cousins. And, and and that's just as sick as this. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying it happens. And it's not going to have incest incest deformities like a brother and sister would. So at least the child is... Uh, it won't. At least that. That's the only benefit I see out of them not at least being closer. Mm, don't count your blessings too soon. No, they don't. They're 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 kids. Okay. All right. That's all I have from for that story. Like I said, it was from the New York Post. So we're gonna get into this next one. Uh, this is from WSAZ Three News. Whatever the fuck that is. Wasaz Three. So next month, uh, Russia is gonna be sending up a capsule to space because three space station crew members, uh, their original ride home has been destroyed, and uh, so two Russians and an American. They are stuck in the International Space Station for a few months, uh, just kind of waiting to come home. So the cosmonauts Sergey Prok... Oh, God, I'm going to fucking butcher these. Sergey Prokopiev and Dmitry Patelin, and also astronaut Frank Rubio. Now, I did not know there was a difference between a cosmonaut and an astronaut, but okay. So they're supposed to return home in March, and... Uh, the capsule that was supposed to take them home was hit by a tiny meteoroid. And uh, they are no longer allowed to leave in March. So they're going to be launching a new capsule from Kazakhstan on February 20th. Um, now, it's not going to get there on February 20th. Like, like I said, that last one was sent in September and it didn't get there till March. So what is that? Six months? Half a year? So give or take half a year from February 20th. So no one will be on board. It's going to fly automatically. And Russian space agency chief Yuri Borisov announced earlier 
that the original plan was to launch it in March with two Russians and an American uh, as replacements for the three, but the new crew is going to have to wait till summer until they can launch another capsule. So everything's just getting delayed, but yeah, like I said, three astronauts are all stuck up in space for a, for a little bit. So that's all I really have for that one. Just uh, got some guys up there. Look up, look up at the sky tonight and think about Sergei Prokopiev, Dmitry Patelin, and Frank Rubio. Uh, they are paying for our sins. Yep, I appreciate them and their um, dependability. So our next story is coming out of Nepal. Now I'm sure a lot of people have heard about this by now. I got this information from Time Magazine. So a domestic flight traveling from the capital of Nepal, Kathmandu, I've never heard of this place, Kathmandu, I guess that's the capital of Nepal, uh, that flight crashed near Pokhara International Airport on Sunday morning, killing at least 68 people. I actually have an updated death toll we'll get into, um, but the aircraft operated by Yeti Airlines, a Nepal airline, uh, they were holding 68 passengers and four crew members, 15 of these people Fifteen of these people were international travelers from countries like India, Russia, South Korea, and France, and there were also three infants and three children. That's all I really have at the moment for this story, but I do have an updated death toll. Uh, 71 people are dead and one person is missing, so that means everyone is accounted for. They had 68 passengers and four crew members. Well, not everyone's accounted for, but the one person is missing, but they at least know what happened to everyone else besides uh, that one person. So hopefully they can either find them alive or find a body soon. You know, you don't want to never find a body. That's just awful. Never know what happened to them. Uh, very yeah, very sad. Like I said, just a bunch of different people. It was a it was a passenger flight. You know, it wasn't like a cargo plane or something. You got sixty eight passengers from India, Russia, South Korea, France. You know, six children, three babies. This is what nightmares are made of. Yeah, it's a very very sad story. Um, but I don't have a lot on it right now. That's all I really have. Uh, but just, yeah, that's just, it's just awful. Plane, big plane crashes like that are always huge news. Cause just, it's always just, I mean, it's, it's awful. I have no other words for it. So this next, uh, story, I got this from Lad Bible. Jesus Christ. Remember them? Maybe not. I don't know. So a drunk man was trying to steal a statue of the Archangel Michael. Uh, while uh, this was in Monterey, Mexico, near the U.S.-Texas border, and uh, or near the Mexico-Texas border, sorry, and uh, he was attempting to steal valuables from a church when he this is when he tried to steal the statue of the Archangel Michael. His name was Carlos Carlos Alonso. Is he's not dead? His name is Carlos Alonso. He's 32, and he's accused of hopping the fence of the Cristo Rey Parish Church and smashing a glass door to gain entry. And uh, he allegedly attempted to steal the statue when he tripped and fell on the statue. And sadly for Alonzo, uh, this statue had a sword on him and he stabbed the shit out of himself. Uh, he impaled himself and he had to call the, uh, I mean, he had to get medical attention. It's not like he's going to get out of this one. So he uh, got, apparently he, his life was in danger. Like he got close to dying, but someone saw him through a trail of blood. They followed it and they called the police. He got medical treatment and uh, then he was uh, arrested. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, 
also they found your snail trail of blood and now you're you're finished. Your snail trail of blood. It's so stupid. I mean, it's a cool idea, right? In theory. I was at first on his side. I was like, fuck yeah, I'd have I'd want a statue too. Like especially one of, the, <laughs> yeah. one of those nice ones from a church. Fuck yeah. And then They're badass. later, maybe that'd be worth some money, right? But he fucked up. He got really clumsy. It was probably dark in there. He didn't have non-skid shoes on, and he fucking slid. <laughs> he didn't have his non... He needed his Crocs. Yep, so, I mean, that's what you get for being dumb and not wearing your Crocs. End of story. All right, well, that's all I really have for that story. Man, actually, we're kind of going a little faster than I thought. A lot of short stories today. Our next one is an update on something that everyone has heard about. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast... If you're, if you're like under the age of what sixteen, you shouldn't eighteen. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast, probably. But if you're under the age of like ten, you should know. Unless you're under the age of ten, you should know about this. Uh, we have an update on the Alec Baldwin story. So uh, if you don't know, a uh, a little over a year ago, cinematographer uh, Halnia Hutchins was fatally shot by Alec Baldwin on the movie set, or on the set for the movie Rust. The update is that prosecutors announced that they are going to charge the actor and the film's armorer with involuntary manslaughter, accusing the pair of failing to perform essential firearm safety duties. This is all from CNN. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand why Alec Baldwin is at fault here and how this is. He shot the bitch to death. But how is this not all on the, the armorer? Why was there a bullet in this gun? Like that that's the only thing I can think Nobody about. Nobody was paying attention. Somebody was dicking around on set and the mistakes were made. I just feel like I to me it's like it's a to prop me, gun, right? Like this is negligence or yeah, malpractice. But I don't understand how it's negligent on Alec Baldwin, right? Like to me it's just like It is because he was the one that shot her. Well, yes, but how is because the Why whole, didn't he also check the gun? But I why? He why is he it's not his job. I mean, I feel like you should. Actor, right? It's not your job, but you should anyways. Is it his movie? Is if he you're a producer a gun at or something? Ever you should check to see. I just to me that seems like typical gun safety, right? Yeah. Well, to me, it's more. I'm not saying it's not at all on Alec. I don't Baldwin. think we should defend Alec Baldwin and then that. prosecute Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You know what I mean? Like, to me, they both should be prosecuted. They both fucked up. I think that those are two completely different situations. But Matthew it's... Broderick was driving when he killed those two people, and that's all on his fault. It isn't, he is not the set armorer or the props department. It is their fault for putting the live round. That just doesn't make any sense. Not that he's not culpable at all. I'm sure there's two sides to every story. I don't know. I mean, yes, it is manslaughter. It is involuntary manslaughter. Like, yes. But to me, that's on Alec Baldwin's part. It's not involuntary on the armor's part because that's his job. Why are they being charged with the same thing? That's why I don't understand. We'd have to hear the whole story from the whole set and get exactly what happened in everybody everybody's point of view, you know? Because at this point, all we really know is that Alec Baldwin shot the bitch to death. Well, I have a bunch more information. So... Uh, uh, Hal, Hal, Halina, Halina Hutchins. There we go. Halina Hutchins was killed uh in October 2021 on the set of Rust in New Mexico when a prop gun that Alec Baldwin was holding fired a live round of ammunition, striking her in the chest, and then it went through and hit 
director Joel Souza in the shoulder. Uh, Baldwin has maintained that he never pulled the trigger and he was not aware that the gun contained live rounds, which I don't know about never pulling the trigger, but I believe that he did not know there was live bullets. So the set armorer, Hannah Reed, uh, the other one being charged, she said that she believed the rounds were dummy ammunition. And to me, that's way more at fault. Like, how do you not know the difference? You are the armorer. How do you not know? I mean... They're not going to know live ammunition when they see it, I guess. But why would they have live How? ammunition? How? She's a set armorer. I'm sorry. How does she not know? The, the biggest question is why do you have live ammunition on oh, a set? Yes, of course. That's, That's a, that the is correct a, question well, to okay. ask. I actually get it because they probably need to do shots. Like shots where and they if, shoot things. Okay, so if you know that, then everyone should be aware That's of gun I, safety. That's even I'm, the actors involved. You can't just be a robot playing this role, shooting props off. You have to check and be, you know, protect your own ass. Because what if there is a live bullet in there? No, I, yeah. I, I'm not saying he's not culpable, culpable at all. You I'm don't just saying think to twice me, about it? I get he, he would think they would have their shit together. But at the end of the day, you're the one with the weapon in your hand. You need to know for yourself. I think it's pretty ridiculous that actors... They have this, like, non-responsibility job where it's everybody else putting it together for them. You need to know sometimes what you're doing. Anyway, so Baldwin and Reed, they're facing two counts of involuntary manslaughter, and each count carries a different level of punishment. So a jury will decide which count may be more appropriate, and if convicted, they will only be sentenced to one of the counts. In either defendant's case, a conviction is punishable by up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine, but one of the charges carries an additional firearms enhancement because a gun was involved and would require a mandatory punishment of five years in jail. So the charges will be formally filed by the end of the month, and that's all I have for this one. Um, just, yeah, just an update. I'm glad he did, like, I'm glad that the person did get justice in a way because she didn't need to die for this movie. Like, Oh, well, of course. You I didn't just... have to risk your life for this movie, but she did anyways, you know? Yeah, of course. And imagine the last thing you see is Alec Baldwin taking you out. That's crazy. To me, it's just like there's two different charges and one of them's worse. To me, Alec Baldwin should get the one that's the 18 months and the armor should get the one that's five years. That's, I just think it is more on her than it's on Alec Baldwin. Not that it's not on him. I just think more of the fault lies on her because she should know the difference between dummy ammunition and not ammunition. And if and if she doesn't know this is armor, how the hell is Alec Baldwin gonna know? Like it's just he's done plenty of movies, right? It that doesn't matter. Like she's the set armor; it's her job, and that's that's really it. I think it's kind of crazy to claim that Alec Baldwin wouldn't know the difference. I'm not saying he wouldn't know the difference. I'm just saying like it's her job to know the difference. It's her job to load it with dummy ammunition. Yeah, it's her job to not put live ammunition. Make mistakes. She does her job every day and then one day she fucks up and makes a mistake and then, you know, I mean there there needs to be people checking people like that, you know? We're all imperfect. So there needs to be a second person you go through to make sure that you're not carrying real ammunition even even that's not on Alec Baldwin because it's not his movie set that's on the movie set not his movie set but 
he's the one with the weapon in his hand. Yes, but you're saying it. there should be a second person to check. Like that should be. I'm saying he should have just sim- if he could have just simply checked before we shot the scene, maybe nobody would have got shot. All right. So this is from tr- this next story is from True Crime Daily. Uh, this is from Santa Ana, California. A 38-year-old nursing assistant who worked for multiple group homes. Uh, he's sentenced to life in prison after being found uh, guilty of sexually abusing severely disabled minors f- over a course of multiple years. From j- January 2016 to May 2020, Steve Rodriguez filmed himself sexually abusing at least four minor victims, and three of those were severely disabled patients at group home at a group home facility where he worked. And he would reportedly abuse these people while working at their as the nighttime caretaker. According to the attorney's office, one victim was an eight-year-old child, and Rodriguez would film his uh, illegal sexual conduct, that's a quote, with the child two years after he started abusing this particular victim. So it was going on before he started filming it. Uh, In September 2022, Rodriguez, uh, he pleaded guilty to two counts of uh, obtaining custody of a minor for the purposes of producing child pornography five counts of production of child pornography, and one count of enticement of a minor to engage in criminal sexual activity. On January 13th of this year, he was sentenced to life in prison by Judge John W. Holcomb, who called Rodriguez's crimes unspeakable acts, and he is uh, scheduled for a restitution hearing on March 10th. So he sent all of this child porn to 36-year-old Dino Sear... Dino, what the fuck is this name? Are you trying to say dinosaur? No, Sir Dino Banguglian. Is that a fake person? B a n g u g u i l a n. Sir Dino Banguglian, uh, uh, of Azusa. That's where he lives. Oh, Dude, Jesus. what is this fucking Pixar movie shit? This is a really dark Pixar movie of Azusa and twenty-three-year-old Miguel Bacardo of Baldwin Park. And in November 2022, the attorney's office uh, said that both these people were found guilty of one count of receipt of child pornography and one count of possession of child porn. And they are scheduled to be sentenced on February 24th, and they face sentences of at least five years and up to 20 years in federal prison. And that is all I have for that disgusting story. Uh, that's really the worst one we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, but I saw it and I was like, Jesus Christ, I have to talk about this. Like, this needs to be heard. This is disgusting. And it's, you gotta, gotta know the kind of shit that goes on in our world, man. Insane. Yeah, I don't understand how you could be caring for little kids, mentally disabled ones, and grow an attraction to them i'll never see it's the attraction of children to me it's also to me what this guy doesn't even seem like an attraction it seems like he's just using children because he can take advantage of them it doesn't even seem like an attraction Uh, it seems more like like a a weird pedophile thing yes of course there's like he's a pedophile but i'm saying to me it seems like this guy is doing it because he can like he has power over them I really will never know because that shit's so nasty. Well, because it, the children were severely disabled, that's why I think that like he was just doing it because it's like a power dynamic and he has power over them. He's already in a state of authority and these are small children. No and then on top of them being a children. Well, yes, he does. He's a CNA. Like, he takes care of these people. He, we are the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, but a scene. 
Doesn't matter. They still have. They doesn't not matter. I just told you this story, so that should show you they still have the power to do shit like this. So yeah, they are in a a state of uh, power over these people. Of course they are. Even the old ones, not just kids. It doesn't matter. They are in a state where they have control over these people in some ways. It's just how it is. Like that's how seniors get found guilty of murder. Like because shit happens. Like they act something accidentally happens. Because the people have that power. It's just a state of authority. Any kind of doctor, any kind of police officer. I mean, for some people, I guess it's a power thing, but... Uh, I'm not saying it's for all CNAs. No, I know, but that shit's weird. It's just weird as fuck. Like, one of the weirdest stories. Alright, so our next story is... Can't speak. This one, I got the... Uh, I got the information from True Crime Daily, their website, but I just, I've been seeing this story everywhere. A woman, uh, there's a video of it, I'm sure you might have seen it. This woman was almost kidnapped in a drive through window. This was in Auburn, Washington. So, police arrested uh, earlier this week Matthew Darnell uh, on January 18th uh, on suspicion of attempted kidnapping, and his bail is currently set at $500,000. So there's a surveillance video that shows this man in his pickup truck at a drive-through window. I don't know what uh, restaurant, but this was on, this was on January 16th at 5:06 in the morning. It must have been Starbucks or something that early. So as the woman in the drive-through was handing uh, him his change, he just reached out and grabbed her by the arm and just starts trying to drag her through the window using a zip tie. Um, and she fought back, and the man just dropped the money and drove away. Now, he was in a Chevrolet, or sorry, not, he was in a Chevrolet. He had a tattoo on his uh, arm, I believe, that said Chevrolet. So they, that's how they were able to identify this person. And supposedly that this girl was the only person working the drive through at the time. And so that's just really scary. So Auburn police have said that the police department has received an overwhelming amount of support for this victim and in the search of Matthew Darnell. And like I said, he's been arrested. So just a fucking, if you watch the video, it's just like crazy. I don't, I don't know what he expected. I mean, through a drive through window, this guy's clearly sick in the head. But yeah, just fucking weird ass story. Definitely watch the video if you're, if it sounds like something interesting. Cause it's cr- fucking crazy. All right, so we have two more stories. Our next one's from BBC. Uh, there was a mass shooting in California. And it said it said that it might be a cartel attack. So a 16-year-old mother, her 10-month-old son, the baby's grandmother and great-grandmother, uh, those were four of six victims at a home in Goshen. I don't know where that is. California, but never heard I've of that never place. I've never heard of that in my life. Uh, there's, yeah, there's only 3,000 people living there. The, the home that this took place, uh, it was raided by police last week. Uh, where they found stashes of marijuana and meth. The scene was described as cartel-like executions. So six people died in the shooting. This was on Monday. And Mr. Bordeaux, which is the Tolaire County Sheriff, Mike Bordeaux, he said none of this was by accident. It was deliberate, intentional, and horrific. So the victims have been identified as Rosa Peraz, 72, Eladio Peraz Jr., 52, Jennifer Anala, 50, Marcos Peraz, 19, Alyssa Peraz, 16, and Nicholas Peraz, 10 months old. 
So according to Mike uh, Bordeaux, one survivor, there was three survivors. Uh, one of them was laying flat on the floor with their feet against the door, uh, holding it closed. Now, one of the survivors called police at about uh, 3.30 on Monday. I don't know if that means 3.30 a.m. or 3.30 p.m. I honestly, it is not saying, but they found two bodies on the street and the four others were inside the home. And uh, Sheriff Bordeaux said that the, the kid and the mom appeared to be running from the scene and that the evidence showed that the killer stood over them and fired at their heads from above. I believe that's for all of them. And now they are saying that, quote, let me be clear, not all these people in this home were gang members. He said that the killings appeared uh, similar to high-ranking gang executions and the style of execution they commit because the victims were shot in places where a shooter would know that a quick death would occur. I'm not saying it's not a cartel deal, but like I think a lot of people know where a quick death would occur if you shoot them in the fucking head, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't see... Maybe it's a different spot, like a super specific spot that people in the cartel tend to use. I don't know. Uh, supposedly from the house, they've collected hundreds of different items as evidence and that the results of the postmortem examinations are expected by Friday. But I tried to do an update and I didn't see anything. I might have just missed it. He asked people in the area to check the CCTV cameras, ring cameras, anything like that. Uh, for any suspicious vehicles between 3 to 5 on Monday. And uh, that's all I really have for that story. Very, just crazy. The mother and the daughter is very sad. I don't know who else there was involved in in gang activity. Probably not a, probably the Eladio Peraz Jr. Because the rest of them are just the mom, the baby, the grandma, the great-grandma, and then there's Marcos Peraz and Eladio Peraz. So those are the two that maybe they're the ones that have the kind of gang affiliations. I'm not sure because they were the ones that they weren't really treating as like innocents. All right, well, we have one more story. This one's coming from New York Times. This one's another video, and you gotta check this video. The kid, like, the one, like, if you hear the story about the drive-thru, you don't need to watch that video, but this this, vid this story, man, you gotta watch the video for this. So, there was a ring doorbell, or just some kind of doorbell camera, uh, in a apartment complex in Beach Grove, Indiana, where a four-year-old baby walking around in only a diaper is seen waving around a gun, a handgun. So the father was arrested after this four-year-old, uh, his four-year-old son on the camera was seen playing with the gun. And uh, if you watch this video, it is constantly pointed right at his head. Like kind of he, scary. It he does not know who gave what, the child a gun. Uh, just. Oh, God. So the child in the video appears to pull the triggers, the gun's trigger several times, but each time it did not go off. And he even pointed it at himself in his face and his feet and through several doors inside the complex. Not even intentionally, because if you watch the video, he's just a toddler running around with a gun to me. But four years old wearing diapers. Isn't that late? Shouldn't you, you be potty be trained by four? Well, I figure you're not going by to five. You're not going to kindergarten wearing a goddamn diaper, are you? Yeah, like, I, I well that's preschool. But I'm looking this up. Hold on. What is the average I potty training age? Right between two and three. Oh fuck! Typically eighteen months. Yeah, 
they should be fully trained by four years of age. Yeah, because he's walking around like... Yeah, he's four. I, I mean, he could go to the bathroom and wipe <laughs> he's himself. He's in preschool. He's going... Well, maybe maybe he's not, but he's the age to go to preschool. You're telling me he's walking around with a goddamn poopy diaper? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that alone's weird, but... So, Chief Michael Maurice of the Beach Grove Police Department, in an email, said that the boy's father, 45-year-old Shane Osborne, he's been arrested and charged with neglect of a dependent, a felony charge, and the child was released back to his mother. Now, he also said that child welfare authorities have been notified of this whole incident and that the final charges are going to be determined by the Marion County Prosecutor's Office. And a spokesman for that office said that uh, an investigation is still ongoing. So the dad, Mr. Osborne, is scheduled to appear in court on Thursday, and a lawyer for Mr. Osborne did not immediately respond to requests for comment, according to the New York Times. So that is our last story for this week. Let's see, how far in are we? We're 50 minutes in. I thought it would take a little longer than that, especially because I have like 10 minutes out of the first 20 minutes to cut out because... Could just to talk about weed way too much. All right. Well, I guess that's it. I yeah. I guess that's it. I guess we're done here. Uh, comment down below. What was your favorite story? <laughs> yeah. Comment and like. Um, guys, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at CCAC Podcast. Uh, our website is the CCAC podcast.com it has our episodes on there you can contact us through there uh you can do other things on there uh like different website kind of things it's very cool it's definitely a website and uh if you want to contact us through our email you can do it through the website or if you want to do it directly our email is contact ccacpodcast at gmail.com you can send us your stories through there uh, anything like that. And uh, that's really all there really is to promote. Just thank you guys so much for listening. Share with your friends. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, come back Wednesday for Annalise McKell Part 1. And come back next Sunday for our, our uh, sixth episode of the Lazy Sunday series. Alright. That's all there really is. Pretty short outro, but a very long intro. Had to, had to keep the outro short, you know, after that fucking 20 minute intro. Alright, you ready? Bye!